Some 50 years after the fact, I'm still haunted by some of the things I did and said while in college. So I'll take yet another pass at a reunion. The Luther College graduating class of 1971 held its 50th reunion in Decorah over the weekend. Much to the chagrin of that accomplished group, I claim to be part of it, though there are many who deny any such affiliation. Some memories die hard. Gee, did you ever hear of forgiveness and reconciliation? But I suppose it's difficult to overlook the immature behaviors of someone known across campus as sheep by students and professors alike, or to excuse antics which haunt even the perpetrator to this day. So in honor of the golden reunion event and to finally assuage my own conscience, I offer this confession and repentance in hopes that at our 75th gala, I might feel more at ease. I did not attend any of the events at this year's gathering. How could I? The spate of my adolescent adventures literally makes my skin crawl at the recollection of them. To the extent that I remember such episodes, I'm of the firm belief that at least some of my classmates recall them as well. The prospect of meeting and facing people who know of the foolishness is more than I could handle at this more mature time of my life. My first claim to infamy arose from late-night ventures onto the campus as a freshman, dressed in wild, surfing-style trunks, a backwards hospital gown for a cape, black winter gloves, knee-high hunting boots, and a Lone Ranger mask. Around my waist, I sported a wide belt holding a Mattel Fanner 50 holster, which cradled a plastic banana, otherwise known as the banana ray gun. Ostensibly, I made such forays onto the broader campus to fight crime as a member of something called the Hovian League. In reality, I must have been out of touch with reality. Some of my peers might remember it all. I cringe at the thought. And I admit to it, I harassed visiting high school students who periodically invaded campus for a college test drive. Most of them were Dorian students, vocalists who wanted to visit the Luther campus due to the school's notoriety for music excellence. The school routinely arranged for such prospective recruits to stay for a night or two in the dormitories, providing the opportunity for fools like me to dissuade them through pranks and antics designed to belittle them and entertain those of us ignorant enough to laugh. The gags included highbrow humor, such as double-sheeting their beds, locking them out of the room and pretending I wasn't there, or presenting myself as a babbling, incoherent spastic while my cohorts confirmed that I was a special student. To make matters worse, I modeled myself after a fellow I had known in high school, a young man with enormous obstacles in his life and one of the nicest, most courageous fellows I ever met. I did have my productive moments all those years ago, though in hindsight I questioned the productivity. I had been blessed with the ability to say words backwards with no more than a moment's reflection. 
if I could spell the word, if I could see it in my mind, I could pronounce it in reverse. I provided endless hours of challenge as buddies tried to stump me with exceedingly long or difficult words, but usually with no success. I even entertained half of a scenic Hawkeye bus on the way home to the Twin Cities one evening, prodded on by friends. But today, sitting in the midst of doctors, attorneys, philanthropists, and overachievers of all sorts, I would be relegated to a position underneath the table while claiming Revan Nim. That's never mind backwards. I chose not to attend events this weekend because back then I chose to make fun of people simply for the shape and look of their bodies. I concocted names for them, caricaturizing the features that were likely the least flattering and most sensitive to their self-regard. Monikers such as funny body, flat nose, hog handles, and worse, permeated the list of nicknames at my creation. Even when the victim knew of the alias and laughed along with it, the names were a cruel erosion of self-regard. I could never have joined this weekend's events for fear of the clever names bestowed on me in return. Ouch. My Luther claims to fame all seem to fall along the same lines. Dubious recognitions for stupid behaviors. I held the single-seating cheeseburger eating record, or at least as far as we knew at the time. One better, I consumed 48 cheeseburgers over a three-week span, sandwiches consumed in addition to meals. I registered for a class which I subsequently never attended, prompting the professor to ask fellow students whether I was really enrolled in it. Fortunately, he kept me on the roster as class manager, though I managed to pass the final exam with a good grade. I ran down an entire range of bleacher seats and mimed a tripping of a roadrunner in front of a surprised audience. I might have been the only Luther student to lay claim to the absurdity of never having attended a single performance of the nationally renowned The Messiah during my four years etc., etc., etc. So you see, I really had no choice in the matter of whether to attend the reunion. There is only so much painful memory that one can stir up without serious risk to physical and emotional health. It doesn't matter whether my classmates harbor similar recollections of their own half-brained behaviors. Others' foolishness doesn't mitigate shame or embarrassment. I just hope that either I get over it or that I'm the only one in attendance at the next one.